That Academy podcast. I'm Fallon, and that's Michelle oh. stuffing her face with a fucking cookie, even though we just hit record. I'm Michelle. <laughs> so, um, this is our first episode of the new year. Yeah, 2020. Bring it's it in the new year. Already started out to be a horrible year. Australia's on fire. Yeah, we're about to go into World War Three. I don't know what that's about. Uh, it's not for this episode, but oh, I don't want to talk about it. But I'm just stating the fact that it's scary. I see all these memes, and I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, it. We sent a missile over and it killed somebody in Iran or Iran. Oh, there's like Somali something, or I don't know, <laughs> but it. It's not great. That's how um, much uh, <clears throat> politics and stuff I get into. Uh. But about the Australia fires, people that are from there that are listening, what can we do to help? Like, what is there that we can do to help you guys? I read that over 500 million animals have been killed. Some species that were endangered are now extinct. Like, what the fuck is going on? What happened? Like, was it just a hot day and something caught fire? Or like, I mean, I do know it's been hot as shit over there. Yeah, I didn't realize that they had their summer when we had our winter. They're down under. Way down under. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize with the whole, like, tilted planet and all that shit. Um, yeah, people down under, what do you need? Let us know. We can um, promote some, like, fundraisers or links that people can go to to, like, help support. I know there's been a lot of celebrities dropping, like, thousands of dollars. We don't have that, but we can definitely help out. Just we just need to know, like, what to do. Yeah. I. It's heartbreaking. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like, I thought the California wildfires were bad, but this is literally an entire fucking continent just slowly being burned down. Yeah, I saw a picture of it, and it's like, it's the size of our whole country mm-hmm. yeah. on fire. It'd be like our whole country on fire right now. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to stop it. I think you just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But people down under, we definitely want to help. Shoot us a message. Let us know you're okay. Tell us what we can do, and we'll post some links later about how to um, donate to, you know, the wildlife foundation and stuff and the firefighters that are trying to put the fire out. Cause it's, it's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's been going on for since, since the 18th. Yeah. I didn't even know so, that until the other day. That was like, that's a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, we're sending all of our love down under. Hopefully you guys are going to be okay. And it fucking stops. Cause this is insane. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple other things to start or to talk about before we do our episode. Um, apparently, someone did a, uh, I don't know, they looked into it. And aside from overdoses, suicide is like the number two killer for people in our country. And I don't have the suicide hotline number, but you can actually text um, a suicide hotline through text messaging. And that number is 741-741. You just text them whatever and they can get back to you if you don't want to actually call the hotline. But it's always better to call someone and reach out than take things into your own hands. So we definitely don't want that. Absolutely. So 741-741 is a suicidal or suicide hotline through text messages. Call them if you need to. Get a hold of somebody if you're feeling down. We've all been there and all situations are temporary. Yep. 
we're always willing to chat. Yeah. Um, and then back to the forensic psychologist that we're going to be having uh, coming up. I still need to email her. But before I did email her, I wanted to know what what's some shit that we should ask her. Like when she comes up here and sits in our little room with us, like, what do you guys want to ask her? What do you have questions about? You know, anything. Like I have, I probably have weird questions. I have weird questions too, but because I don't really know what they do. Well, she's gonna tell you. For like, sure. do they go to crime scenes and see bodies there? I think so. I think they pretty much sit down with killers and try to figure out. They're like mind hunter. So. So they. Mm, I mean, they're I'm there after the fact. Yeah, but they can probably also do like profiling. I don't know, like, that's something we could ask her. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Tell us everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. But no, if you podcasters have any questions, definitely shoot us some because we want to be able to fill the hour with her um, and get everything answered, all of our crazy-ass questions answered. Nothing is too crazy to ask, trust me, because I'm going to be like, what's a dead body smell like? Oh, my God. I just want to know. That, when I said I was going to ask weird questions, like, was that, that it? was it. That was it? Like, have you seen a dead body? Because what does it smell like? What does it smell like? Like, how long does it take before decomp stains set in? You know, I have weird questions. I guess we should also probably get a coroner on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Write him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Corresponds on Fortnite. Um, but yeah, so that's it for those two things. But I do just want to add that I watched a movie the other night that I haven't seen in probably 20 years. And it was still just as incredible as it was the first time I ever saw it. Fear. Oh, We're talking yeah. Reese Witherspoon, Mark Wahlberg. Fear. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's been a really long time, but I still remember the gist of it. Right. He's a crazy boyfriend. Oh, my God. Dad hates him. Oh, yeah. And he tries to kill him. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but he's the abusive. Ending, uh, yeah, he's like, he's two totally different things. Like, when he's with Nicole... Reese Witherspoon, he's, like, really sweet and gentle and soft-spoken and, you know, protective. And until then, he's crazy jealous. Well, until he's crazy jealous, and then she wants to, like, back away from him, but... Like, didn't he beat the shit out of her friend? Beat the fuck out of him, yeah. Yeah, I like her guy maybe, friend? Maybe he killed him? Or maybe he just got beat up really bad? I don't know, I just saw it, but maybe I, like, dozed off at that point. I was gonna say, you just saw it. How do you not remember? A part of me thinks he did get killed, but then the other part's like, no, he just got beat up really bad. Either way, it's a great movie. And it's totally 96. Like, it is absolutely 100% 1996, down to the fucking mini skirts and the Mary Janes and little mini backpacks. And just, I really want to do like a side episode one time. Michelle and I have been listening to this other podcast called How Did This Get Made? Man, you just took away my bit. What? I was going to give us a shout out. But oh, go ahead. Okay, well, Michelle was going to tell you guys we've been listening to another podcast called How Did This Get Made? Because we. Even we need a break sometimes from like true crime. So like we'll hop over to this episode, this podcast, and it just we laugh our asses off. These guys, they're from the league. I can't think of their names, but one of them's Rafi. It's Paul Shear and Jason Manzukas. Right, and Paul's wife, June. Yeah, June. Yeah, they <clears throat> review like they watch and review all of these. Just I think some of them are just fantastic movies, but. They make them. <laughs> they make them sound fucking horrible. Like they point out the shit that like you probably didn't even notice. But they did like the review of Face Off. They did Lake Placid. I just finished listening to Breaking Dawn, the Twilight Saga parts one and two. Um, 
But yeah, I would, and they also did the Devil's Reject, or not Devil's Rejects, well, Devil's Advocate, which I want to rewatch later on today, but, um, so I'm a huge fan of Keanu, but I definitely want to do, like, a side episode where we, like, review movies and shit, because fear yeah, definitely needs like, to be talked about. Yeah, I'm all about movie, I'm a movie buff, for one, and for two, this podcast is, I've noticed a trend as we stated, our podcast is true crime, paranormal, urban legends, movies, stuff like anything horror. But we ninety five percent stick to true crime, right? And I want to, which right. is great. But I, I also love the other. I just like weird stuff, right? And oh, if I can sit here and bash a shitty movie, let's do it. I love it, and well, they're not even. I don't even think they're shitty. Some of them I think are great. Well, if you guys have any uh, requests for a movie for us to review, we don't care how bad it is, hit us up at deadacademypodcast at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever, and we will watch it. But I mean, my next story, <laughs> I just want to give a teaser. My next story is about movies, and it's politically incorrect movies. Ooh, okay. Is that for, like, next week? Whenever. Okay. It's my next story I have, and I didn't even have to... I don't have any of that shit written down. It's pretty obvious from the 80s and early 90s how... Uh, Sorry. Um, yeah, how how they got away with filming some of the things they did compared to if you try to film that same movie in 2020, not happening. Ain't, yeah, ain't happening. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about that because I'm an 80s love, kid. Yeah. And I, I love all the 80s movies. <clears throat> Looking back on it now as an adult, they're pretty fucked up. Yeah. Well, when you do that one, I have um, something to do with movies. Like, I think it's like six movie sets that were cursed. Like, six horror movie sets that were cursed. And then I have two separate call or two separate stories. Actually, I'll probably just do them together on more urban legends that turn out to be true. And they're fucked up. Like, there's a couple that I had never even heard of, but, like, it definitely... Makes me not want to go back to Virginia. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> Just, well, to get back to this episode. Yes. This one is not true crime. Mm-mm. So we did, we are straying away from true crime this week. Unfortunately for me. Well, hold on. Mine's kind of true crime. I mean, kind of, but I mean, the the whole point of the story right. is not. <clears throat> right. Um, so right, <laughs> what we're doing now, and I'm pretty pretty firm on this is where the topic is possessions uh yeah and it's this is when we were talking about last week how we researched the same story it was this (laughs) story and i'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now i'm gonna tell my story first but it's a it doesn't hold a candle to fallon's story which is the one i really wanted to fucking do yeah we ended up <clears throat> researching the same one, but I had actually written mine out before her, so that's the only reason why I'm doing I'm doing it instead of hers. I already wrote it down. But I still um, think we should have, like rock pa- rock paper scissors that shit because yeah. it's just a better story. Yeah, like if we had to compare stories this week, well, you're I winning. I haven't heard yours though. It's it's uh, here's my thing. This is what I was going to get with possession stories. To me, are boring. Like <laughs> until they, they you get ju- possessed. Well, I mean, if you believe in that kind of thing, 
that's a good point or that's a good point to make i think i think i even wrote it down in here like i was raised catholic so i was raised to believe in demons and exorcisms and all this other shit that goes along with the vatican and the catholic church but as i got older not slamming anyone that still believes but like i just stopped believing in that stuff and including ghosts. Like, I was a huge ghost hunter back in the day. Believed firmly. Now I'm like, eh, I don't know. Well, here's my deal. This is, let me elaborate on okay. why, yeah, you said if I get possessed. Well, the thing is, when you read, because let me tell you, once I found out we did the same story and I had to find a second one, I researched the shit out of this to try to find a really good one. And they're all the fucking same. They yeah. just all are. So, being, like, stereotypical... The people that are possessed, they've done something stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they went and summoned the devil, or they played or with the a Ouija, Ouija board, board, or they did. I don't fuck around with any of that stuff. Like, I just don't. If you ask, you ask me if I would do a seance for Halloween, no. We never did do that. Yeah, not coming. I'm not going to <laughs> risk it in case this is true and these people are telling the truth, but... I wonder how many people, like, if there's anyone listening that has an actual, like paranormal story like have you seen a fucking ghost have you seen shit fly off the walls have you had a crazy experience everyone has a ghost story like we have experiences but nothing that's like nothing compares to these possession stories Uh, yeah i do think that like when we first our very first episode i did the exorcism of annalise michelle and i researched the shit out of that story i listened to the original like audio tapes that were recorded during that exorcism When I met Jennifer Carpenter at The Last Horror Hound, I asked her about it. And even she said, like, in order for her to play Annalise Michelle, which went by the name of Emily Rose, in order for her to play, in order for her to get into that kind of character, she actually had to read and study the actual police reports and hear the tapes and read. She got, like, the inside scoop from people. Yeah, well, now looking back on that story, it's the same old possession story. It is, but... For, I mean, not that I'm friends with Jennifer Carpenter or whatever, hopefully one day, but, like, I believed her when she said that, like, it was real and it was fucked up. I'm not saying, these people, yeah, they, the people that's experiencing this believe it's real. I'm not taking that away from them. I just. Oh, it's real. My point being is, like, I'm just being, I'm not even trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be honest here. They all, it's the same story over and over and over again. Just with different names from different people. That guy that does exorcism with with his (coughs) coat. Excuse me. Huh? With his jacket. You've seen that? The guy, like, exercises demons, but he, like, hits them with his coat. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a Pentecostal church. He's a a preacher and... (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) It's wild as shit. Um, Yeah, so... I just, I do have a story, and it's, like, the second most interesting one that I could find. Yeah. Because you have the top one. <laughs> and so right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell my story first and just get the, your basic bitch possession story all the way, and then I'm just here to build up yours. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Take okay. one for the team. Okay. Even though it should have been mine. Well, hold on. Stop. First of all, I'm the one that told you I did a story on Michael Taylor. Mm-mm-mm. And I said I was doing a possession never. story. Yes, I did. No, you never said the name. Or else I wouldn't have wasted my time researching this story. I don't... I think you heard me. You just weren't listening. You, you've lost your mind. Because I she, think you're she possessed. she was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Fucking thrill us. 
and chill us. <laughs> Be prepared to hear the best story of your life. All right, guys, if you're standing up, have a <laughs> you seat. You better brace yourself. about to talk. Yeah. So, the second best story I could come across <laughs> is the possession of Ronald Doe. That's who I did. Yeah? I'm just kidding. Um, Ronald Doe? And that's just a fake name. He's oh. left anonymous. No one knows his name. Okay. Yeah. Because this happened, he was possessed. Okay. Possession of Ronald Doe. I will tell you ahead of time, the reason this is like the second best story I could find is the fact that this guy's story is what inspired them to write the novel, The Exorcist, which Ooh. then turned into the film. Ooh. Okay. Which... The so Exorcist is a fucking classic. Yeah. Um, My mom let me watch that when I was like eight. <laughs> and here's the thing is like, I'm a horror movie for, like, I love horror movies. I have obviously seen The Exorcist. She's a gore horror. Yeah. But I don't remember too much of it. It's been so, like, I watched it as a kid. The Exorcist, I think, honestly, I think it's kind of boring for the most part. Like, there's some parts, like, with the, your mom sucks cocks in hell. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. The whole crucifix to the vag, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. You know, the the puke, that's gross. Her coming down the steps all crumpled I mean, up, for like, its time, that's terrifying. Oh, yeah. But, Nowadays, it's like, we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, scary. Well, I've, I've never revisited the movie. Like, as... I think I've watched it once as an adult. So I've seen it a couple times as a kid. Once as an adult. But to me now, it's like... Uh. Did you know there was a, serial, a real serial killer in the movie The Exorcist? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be on the... One that I tell, but I can't think of the guy's name, but it was in the scene where Reagan is at the hospital getting like an MRI or something. Mm -hmm. The MRI technician, that guy, he was a real oh, life serial killer. I knew, I've read that. Yeah. Yeah. He, at the time, was in his midst of killing people, landed a quick little role in The Exorcist, and then like years later was found out like he killed a lot of people. Yeah. So I did anyway, read that, yeah. So here's your free Fallon Friday fun fact for you. That's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of tired. Go ahead. So, his name's Ronald... Roll, uh, did I say Ronald? Mm -hmm. It's Roland. Mm -hmm. Roland Doe. Roland Doe? Roland. I know, but Roland Doe? Yep. Like that, what? <laughs> My finger's twitching. Why? I don't know. That's his alias? Like, he's yeah. going to come up with something different, like Max Blade? Or something. Well, there's also another Rolando. name, Robbie Mannheim. Okay. Rolando. Roll I I like Rolando. I'm going with Rolando. So he's a baker. Yeah. Making biscuits. Making that money. Oh, I went straight Rolling to bakery. Rolling in the dough. I went like meeting. No, I'm going with Rolando. I love money. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So he was born in nineteen thirty five. This all these incidents took place near the end of nineteen forties, so he was around he was around fourteen years old. Okay. At the time of his exorcisms. Shit. Okay. So which oh. I think was the same age as Reagan in the Exorcist. I think she was twelve. Hmm. But yeah, whatever. He was a point B he was a child. Okay. When the demons took a hold of him. Alright. So Roland Doe <laughs> had an aunt that he just adored, just loved her. And she was very spiritual. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll say spiritual. But she would play with a Ouija board with him. 
Ooh. like together. Okay. And she was into all that kind of stuff. Well, she died. Oh, shit. And so he was really distraught about this. And so he decided to do a Ouija board session by himself because he wanted to contact his aunt. Okay. Because if, um, I mean, yeah. if he could speak to anyone, like if anyone could come through this board... It should have been his aunt, you right. know? Like, she was very in tune with this shit. Board, right? Yeah. Okay. So, he attempted to contact her through the Ouija board, and that's when he awoke a dark force. Ooh. And soon after that, the family... He was acting strange, but then the family was also, like, affected by this because... Weird shit just started going on in the house that he he busted the board out in. Okay. So they didn't know what else to do. This is so. This is where it pisses me off. They didn't know what else to do. Like they haven't done anything. So they didn't know what else to do. So they contacted the Catholic Church. That's like that's yeah. your first step. If you're Catholic and your son's acting all crazy, yeah, you go to the. You priest. wouldn't go to the doctor first. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't, they went boom immediately to contact the church. Like that's what pisses me off. Is like there could be something medically wrong with this kid. Yeah. And your first step is I gotta get the priest in. Bullshit. I mean, look at the Amityville Horror House. They always like people always turn. Even if you're not Catholic, like a lot of people, you know, have uh, messaged me before years ago, like, hey, do you know anything about exorcism stuff? And it's like, well, are you Catholic? And they're like, no, I'm an atheist. Well, that kind of, it's kind of hard to do that then. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. A lot of I would go with the doctor first. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But we're also talking the late 40s. I don't know. I, like, I'm going, I don't know how much. Spoiler alert, I don't believe in like demons and exorcisms. I feel like it's a mental health thing. Well, yeah, and like in the '40s, I don't know how great our medical practices were. I mean, at I don't that know. Time women were shoving Lysol in their cooters to disinfect it. Well, and they were also giving you like, um, is that around the time MDMA? like they were? No, they were um, doing electroshock therapy for like yeah. hysteria yeah. and stuff like that. Doctors would give you vibrators. But or either way, dildos. I still would have went to a doctor first. Doing cocaine I, about it. Not going to go to the church first. So, like I said, this, I'll go back to, this is the real life case that inspired the novel The Exorcist. Okay. And then came to the movie. So, his, yeah, she was, I'm like, I'm scatterbrained when I wrote this out. Aunt was spiritual. Her name was Harriet, by the way. She taught him how to do all the spiritual shit. Uh... So the things that were happening, like once he messed around with his Ouija board by himself, the family throughout the house would hear sounds of marching feet. Okay. All the household objects levitated or they were thrown across the room. Furniture would be flipped over and all the religious pictures would vibrate on the walls. See, why does anyone ever have like video proof of this shit? Well, it's the 40s. They had video cameras back then. Oh, well, yeah, I guess there were movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Don't>. Dumbass. <laughs> but. Well, I'm just saying, like. Like, the things a... happening in the house right. are your very cliche fucking things that people say when someone's possessed or there's a poltergeist or something. Like, it's. Come yeah. up with something different. Like, not all the. I just said 
to Fallon right before we hit record was like, <laughs> these demons could get creative, you know, like they're all doing the same thing. Well, you know what? The next time I fire up my Ouija board, yeah, I'm going to put in that request for you. Get some new material, guys. Yeah. It's getting Michelle's old. Michelle's fed up with it. It's weak. Yeah. It's weak. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't look a demon in the eye and be like, you're weak sauce. <laughs> weak sauce. <laughs> weak. Yeah. Weak sauce. <laughs> so, yeah. That happened. Great. Uh, and even pretty much weird shit would happen wherever Roland Doe would go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it would follow him to school where his desk would just out of nowhere, just slide across the floor in front of numerous witnesses. Really? Like the desk he's sitting in. Just, just go. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I know. He's, he's haunted. What was the name of that house that Zach Bag Baggins bought in Gary, Indiana? I think is it, or not Gary, Indiana. Was it in Gary? Yeah. The Hell House or whatever? I don't know what he called it, but I mean, for entertainment purposes, that was a pretty interesting episode. Or he did like well, a two-part really series. Yeah, but like nothing really happened. But the stories from the people that lived there before were a lot like that. Well, yeah, nothing happened, but it was, it was entertaining. Sure. Because he's always getting possessed. Zach Bagan's been possessed like <laughs> that's what we need to at get least of. thirty-seven times <laughs> yeah, since yesterday. I mean, I love Ghost Adventures TV show because it's it's entertaining. Yeah. But every place I go, something happens, yeah. and I'm just like, "That's yeah. not." Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's it's 100. I mean, I'm not discrediting you, Zach. Well, I'm not I just, either. I would love to meet Zach, and I have so many questions. And I'm sure yeah. he's full of answers. So later on down the road, the parents eventually did take Roland to doctors and psychologists. Okay, good. And there was. There was nothing. Like, they couldn't find anything medically wrong with him. Mm -hmm. Of course. Right. So, they ended up contacting, and yeah, I, I'm not, I've never been Catholic, so. You've never been Catholic? Nope. I've never <laughs> been religious, <laughs> if you can't tell. Weren't you raised Baptist, though? Yeah, but that's because that's my family was, yeah, but okay. that doesn't mean that I, I was right, right. strutting into church every Sunday. Every Sunday? I've been a couple times. See, I had mass. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Catholics, there's different terminology mm -hmm. that I've just Okay. So, they went to a Lutheran pastor. Is that Catholic? No. No? I don't think, no. Okay. Catholics deal with priests. Well, their first... Bishops, cardinals. As far as hitting up a church, the first step with a church was they re... They reach out to their Lutheran pastor. So that means they're not even Catholic? No, they're Lutheran. See, that's how much about religion I just don't fucking know. Catholic is Catholic. Okay. Well, that pastor invited Roland to spend the night at his house for mm -hmm. observation, which is just weird. Yeah, I wouldn't... Knowing what we know now about all the stories of, you know, priests mm -hmm. doing very questionable shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Roland, they obviously agreed to that. Roland spent the night at this pastor's house. and At 14? Uh, yes. Okay. And throughout the night, the pastor heard scratching sounds coming from inside the walls. He's seen a heavy armchair topple over on its own. And that's it. 
scratching and a a piece of furniture flipped over. Wild night. Yeah. So the next day when his parents came to pick him up, he, the pastor told him that they need to contact a Catholic priest. Mm -hmm. But I'm confused. Like, don't you have to be Catholic to reach out to a Catholic priest? No, you don't. But no? the only way that a exorcism can be granted in the Catholic Church is it has to go to the Vatican. Okay. You cannot perform an exorcism, like, legally through the Catholic Church if you did not get permission from the Vatican. Well, apparently it reached the top. And they got permission. So after the fact, this is when multiple exorcisms were done on Roland Doe. Okay. By, uh, let's see, a Catholic priest, his name was Edward Hughes. He was the one that did the first exorcism, and this was monitored in a hospital. Like it wasn't at home. Which is weird to me. Interesting, though, because I wonder if, like, there are other witnesses to this, like medical professionals. Because there were, at that Hell House with Zach Baggins, like, the, the boy that just levitated and climbed the wall upside down or some shit. Like, yeah. And a registered nurse witnessed that. I'm going to do air quotes for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... She is a nurse, but did she see that? We don't know. We that's weren't there. Said. I'm more of a, I'll believe it when I see it myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, first one was at a hospital. It ended poorly because Roland ended up breaking free of the restraints. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ripped out a bedspring from the mattress. Wow. And that he, he slashed open the priest's arm with that bedspring. What the fuck? Like, somehow he got a bedspring out of the mattress that he was laying on. I mean, we're talking 1940s. Like, it's either a shitty mattress or he's super strong. Probably both. <laughs> like, adrenaline's working for him and, you know, they're not dealing with, like... Tempur-Pedic shit. This is 1940s craftsmanship. Yeah. Okay, so that one didn't end well. After that whole incident, Roland's family uh, traveled to St. Louis. And let's see, William, this guy, he's a associate of a Catholic church. His name was William S. Baldern. Okay. He was given permission by the archbishop to perform more exorcisms. Okay. So. Well, and the Vatican will also send out, like, their own. Like, uh, I don't even know what an archbishop is. Like, there's only one archbishop? Because it says he was given permission by the archbishop. Probably for that area. Oh. I mean, this is what, I'm assuming this is in England? No, they're in the United States. Okay. Oh, it was, like, New York or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know there's, like, Priests, bishops, cardinals, archbishop, there's the pope, like, it's a, it's a stepladder of whatever. But, like, if you, if the Vatican does approve of the exorcism, they usually send out their, their guys to, to witness it, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, they don't just say, oh, oh yeah, well, there was another, like, <clears throat> he gave that guy, William Bowdern, mm-hmm. the permission to do the exorcism. Well, he brought another priest with him okay. to the family's home. And both of them said they observed... Uh, Roland's bed shaking and objects moving on their own and Roland started speaking and what like a just his voice changed they call it a guttural voice like just something deep yeah and uh, he had an aversion to any sacred object a crucifix holy water of course because that's what the bible yeah because that happens in every 
possession. Every possession. And then pour that holy water on him, will burn. <laughs> I hate to bring this up. I gotta stop, but your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Can I tell this? Yeah, it's funny. Okay, I won't tell all the details, but okay. Fallon has two twins. Well, two twins, fucking twins, and they got kind of like uh, baptized. My mom baptized them before she died, but she was like your she mom was, was an ordained minister, yes. and performed many wedding or oversaw many weddings and stuff. And one of her requests before she died was that I have the girls baptized, but unfortunately, because I, as a Catholic person married someone outside of the Catholic Church, and Josh did not convert to Catholicism, the Catholic Church <clears throat> would not baptize my children. As you see, there's so many rules. So my mom did it. Well, and, we and you know... We had a party. There was, like, a lot of Well, here's here. the thing, like, I know about, like, my... Well, the church I would have been going to if I mm -hmm. went to church. To be baptized, like, you got dunked in a pool. Like, you're just... Phew. I was like, nope. I'm afraid of water. Not doing it. I can get swimmer's ear from that. Oh Not doing it. You'd well, rather your soul be damned than to get water in your ear. But it, well, it. Uh, uh, I mean, your I silence says. Just in case. Maybe I've later. I've been saved. I've been baptized. Maybe First later. Holy Communion. Well, the, the funniest part about this whole entire thing was her mom had a vial of, like, legit holy water. That she got from a Catholic church. And they were just babies. Or like they toddlers. Were, well, they were two and a half. Okay, so they're tall. They're old enough to speak and like walk and form an opinion. And she was holding them in her lap and she just kind of like dipped, like got holy water on her thumb and just kind of like pressed it on her forehead. And with the first child, it, everything was fine. She it was went through like fantastically. Peaceful. Yeah, she was well, like smooth. The second child. <laughs> Was laying there, and as soon as your mom, or as soon as Balan's mom touched her forehead with this holy water, this child let out the most blood-curdling screams I've ever heard come out of her crazy. mouth. It was and the crazy. next thing she said, and there, like this was a big gathering. Like there was probably 20, 30 people yeah. in this house, easy. So we all witnessed this. This kid's freaking out. And the next thing she says, she's screaming about how much the water burns her skin. <laughs> <laughs> She did. She was like, it burns. <laughs> but she didn't want to do it to begin with. And that was a, that was during the time when like Look, you've got Willow the Antichrist very, going on over there. Like picky about her. She had to wear dresses every day. Like her hair had to be pulled into a low ponytail. She like, could have said anything else. Anything else. But I will tell you, that whole fucking household of people went instantly quiet. We were all like Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was in the back like, did you hear that? I know. It's like, she's the goddamn devil. <laughs> the birds. <laughs> I mean, she's... Grow, her, watching her grow up now, she's really sweet. Look, she's not the Antichrist, but in but, that moment, but she'll you really you did. Up. Yeah. I really did was, question some things. Yeah, it was definitely... Uh, it, was, it was a wild time. But anyway, enough about my family's exorcisms. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Look, I didn't mean to bring it up. That's what you should have done a story on. I didn't mean to bring it up, but it just... Fit in right there. Yeah, it did. Version of sacred objects like I was holy water. About that too. Yeah. So that was okay. Back to it. That was an <laughs> exorcism that was attempted. There was another exorcism where there were three more priests that were involved. Okay. So there's a 
I don't know if this is normal, but there's a lot of fucking priests involved in this. All different. Like, for each session, they brought in different priests. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the main priest that was on this particular exorcism, his name was Walter uh, Halloran. Halloran. So we go. <laughs> it's H A Walter Halloran. H A L L O R A N. Halloran. Halloran. Yeah, Halloran. 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 God. <laughs> he reported later on <clears throat> that he witnessed some Halloran. <laughs> some hol- yeah, a lot of Halloran. But he witnessed various wounds just appear out of nowhere on Roland's body. And some of these uh cuts resembled words or demonic faces. Oh shit. That's scary. Yeah, and uh, and then later, like, another part of that exorcism, Roland broke free, and he ended up attacking Halloran, and he ended up breaking his nose. Shit. So, very violent. Mm-hmm. But, it, once again, this is all just... I'm just telling a story. Okay. Like, do you... Are you buying this? I believe that things happen. Yeah, I mean... You're just laying in bed, and all of a sudden a demon's face just gets carved out into your body. That's fucked up. I mean, if that happened... See, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I need to see this to believe it. Like, if uh, absolutely. I could sit in on an exorcism, I would. Yeah. I took a class with John Zaffis, which is Ed and Lorraine Warren's nephew, on demonology and, like, exorcisms. Yeah. So I know how to do one. <laughs> I've just never had to do one. I legally can do one. No, well, I can't. Hey. I mean, no, you can't do it. Like, I am an ordained minister. I got my six-year... Congratulations, it's been six-year anniversary, yeah. like, two months ago. And I, I got an email about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I can absolve you of your sins. I can marry you. I could. I can create my own congregation. Shit. Could you imagine the no. church of Michelle? The church of Michelle. I love that it's, it's your church. It would be. You don't have an ego at all. But no. it would be the church of Michelle. Well, what else would you call it? Bushwhackers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all you whacking them, demons all you out. people out there listening, I got you. Mm-hmm. I am registered through the Universal Life Church. She got your sins, <laughs> got your vows. If you need to get anything off your chest, you can come to me. I won't turn you in because I can't. But really? I might. Well, yeah, they like confession. Can they? A priest, you could you do confessions in a Catholic church. A I mean, I might tell Fallon, but I won't tell anyone to, else, though. Like, so. not tell. But, I mean, if it's, a, like, a really, really bad case, I'm pretty sure there are some priests that, like, you know, have to tell. I mean, I'll just tell Fallon. And then I'm telling everybody. No, that's all I have to do. So, yeah, Roland. Roland Doe. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got those demons running through him, like, full force now. And apparently he gained super strength. Is that warrior and, gene? Huh? Is that warrior yeah, gene? He got the warrior gene. And now he's at the point where he can speak perfect Latin. Oh, wow. He never, like, he's never learned it in school or anything. It just came out of nowhere. That's the part that always kind of throws me up is, like, these people that, like, all right, you would know for a fact if I was actually possessed and demons were real if I started speaking Latin. Because I don't know shit in Latin. Well, yeah. And supposedly neither do all these other people that have been possessed. But, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know either. I don't know if my guy started speaking Latin or not. But there are some sources that came forward that said that one of these, at least one of the exorcisms was observed by no less than 48 people. So he's like on show. Like 48 people sitting there watching an exorcism. Like how's that even? I think that's a little bit excessive. To me, it doesn't even seem like that'd be allowed. As a former member of the Catholic Church, I do not approve of that many people. He survived. End of story. He survived all these exorcisms. Mm-hmm. And since Roland Doe has become, like, that's not his real name. This is right. protect the family. There's no idea what happened to him afterward. Like, I have no, I can't find anything. Really? Yeah. I bet Reddit might be able to find something. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, <laughs> no, it's, you, it's anyone's guess, really. The some people say that were involved in the case say that he went on to live a perfectly normal life from that point forward, and he has no recollection of what happened to him during any of this process. Wow. So I don't know. Like I said, don't know what happened to him. But there's obviously there was a lot of attention drawn to this. Like the mm-hmm. guy, there's a guy who wrote a fucking book. They then turned that book into a movie like this. Right. There was a lot of attention. So a lot of researchers have come to the conclusion oh, mm-hmm. that the... Did you just burp? I did. No. Excuse you. Sorry. I felt a breath on my hand. I didn't burp at you. I a, felt a breeze on my hand. What, is it a ghost? It is. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Turn that fan off, by the way. I just... You know what's weird is I turned that off before we recorded. Did I you turned tr- it off before we recorded. So I know I did. So one of us turned it back on. Mm. Anyways... A lot of researchers believe this was just a hoax. Don't know why you would just come up with it, but... Attention. Yeah, they just... the uh, like Today's the experts say that Rolando was just simply a, a disturbed boy. Nothing supernatural about it, just a lot of I think mental if, instability. Right. I think if demons aren't real, then what he had was known as a psychotic break. Yeah. Well, then... His some of his childhood acquaintances were interviewed, and they all classified Roland as a clever trickster, and he was always pulling pranks on his mom to like scare her and to mess around with all the kids in the neighborhood. Like that's what he was known for, was a prankster. And that's and it. A movie made after him. Yeah. Damn. Roland Doe. No one knows where he's at. No. I bet Oprah could find him. <clears throat> I mean. Uh, we could probably find him if I dug hard enough. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, I just want, like, wouldn't you want to talk to someone who's been exercised before and just see, like... Well, apparently he has no recollection of it. Well, I mean... That's the perfect excuse. Like, if this is a hoax, that's the perfect thing to say. Well, I don't remember any of because the demons oh, had yeah. me, apparently. So I, I have no recollection. I have nothing to tell you. Right. Other than the fact that, yeah, I was just fucking around. <laughs> just a- Psych. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. So, is it a hoax? Is it not? No one knows. I they don't know. made a damn good movie. They made a cult classic out of this guy. Best selling novel. But that's what came from it. Okay. And that's my second best possession story. Interesting. Thanks for sharing, buddy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not as good as. The one you're about to tell, because I really want to fucking tell it. I'm so sorry. All right, well, I'm going to interrupt you at all times throughout this, (laughs) just so you know. All right, well, um, so my story, what? 
I just can't wait to interrupt you. My story. It's the possession of Michael. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the exorcism and possession of Michael Taylor. Now, before we start, I had to write this down. It has an unbelievable ending, but it is 100% true. Okay. I have researched this. I am not making this up. Well, the, the ending, ending is true. Yes. The ending. All is, the bullshit you're about to say beforehand. I don't know. Right. But the ending is what you guys definitely either stick around or skip ahead. But the ending is mm. fucked up. Okay? Don't skip ahead. It's got some interesting okay. points up to that. Okay, so I'm, I wrote back on here. I actually skipped ahead earlier. Um, if you have not seen Exorcism of Emily Rose, watch it. Jennifer Carpenter is fucking amazing. She's one of my favorite actresses. She does an incredible job. So this it's, that kind of gives you an idea of what like possession looks like. You know, to see how Jennifer Carpenter portrays Annalise Michelle as Emily Rose. Um, side note, yeah, that's a great movie. Um... I also wrote down that, like, possession is real if you believe in it. Like, if you believe you're, you know, sick and whatever, your your Look, brain it's no different than people over. saying they've been abducted. They really, in their head, they believe that. That doesn't right. mean it's fucking true. But what if it is true? It's not. We've already went down but the alien I road. I don't talk about not. That, that alien shit scares the fuck out of me. I'm good. I I, I'll uh-uh. talk about it. They don't know what I'm talking about. They ain't here. <laughs> Ooh. Look. See, I look. I would, I would have a better shot of playing around with the Ouija board <laughs> no. and asking questions than to sit out there one night, like on top of a hill, and be like, "Aliens!" Be like Kevin McAllister. I was like, "You hear me? I'm not afraid anymore." Yeah, and, then <laughs> and I was like, "Beat me up, Scotty!" Like, and then you never see me again because you ran your fucking mouth during Why my. Why would they come episode. get you? When you think they come get me? Just I, to prove I hope home? you get abducted. We've already you've tonight. said that all. I've been here now for months. Well, I, one day it's going to happen. It ain't happened yet. You're going to be like, I'll be over there at two to podcast. And I'll be sitting here like, well, she gone. <laughs> <laughs> they finally took her back to her home, her home planet. <laughs> they would quickly give me back. There's a lot of things wrong with me. God, I, I would, I mean, I would give you back with yeah. a foot to the back, like <laughs> go back down <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I feel like if you are a religious person and you have, a lot of faith in something and something is happening to you, you're going to believe this to be real. And when this, these kinds of things happen, of course they immediately go to someone's possessed. Uh, my story actually took place in England in 1974 in a place called Osset. I believe that's how it's called, how it's pronounced. It's oh, no, you small, better get that shit correct. Fucking Amber, man. New year, new Amber. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new corrections in the Amber corner. <clears throat> Um, so either Osset or Osset. I'm going to say Osset because I'm from America and we just, that's how we talk. Um, it's a small town. It's a very religious town. Uh, this guy, Michael Taylor, he lived with his wife and they had five children together. At 31 years old, he was working as a butcher. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's, it takes a special person to be a butcher. Really. I couldn't do it. Um, during this time with the five kids and the wife, Michael became depressed and actually seek change and guidance in a local church in a local Christian fellowship church ran by a 21 year old girl named Marie Robinson. So here's a guy, a lot of kids, wife working as a butcher, stressed out, depressed. This new church rolls up in town and there's a really pretty 21 year old. Running yeah. It. Cause his wife was religious. 
Yeah. He just wasn't. Right. Until um, now. Right. So Michael became, began spending all of his time at the church with and with his leader, Marie. Um, so much time, in fact, they got super, super close. And the two would actually stay up all night sitting crisscross applesauce facing one another. And throughout the entire night, they would just draw or they would make the sign of the cross to each other. In front of each other. It's very compulsive. As protection. Yeah. So imagine sitting, as we call it, Indian style or whatever, face to face and just outlining the cross. That's it. That's it. Until the fucking sun comes up. So that right there, little crazy. Ain't going down to the sun. <laughs> Ain't giving in. Yeah. Um, so during this time, Michael started to claim that he had evil forces dwelling within him. His behavior became extremely violent and he would sometimes verbally attack his wife both at home and in public. Um, there was a couple of times when they would be in church <clears throat> and his wife, uh, I think her name's Christine, he would just fucking go off on her. Like, during church. I don't know if you have it written down or not, but he also verbally attacked the 21-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's in here somewhere. Um, so the wife, Mer- or the wife, Christine, she starts getting a little upset, like her husband's not home. You know, he goes to work, then he stays at church, like, we've got all these kids. She starts having a little suspicion that something else is going on within the church. Like, maybe, you know, Michael and Marie got a little something going on. Well, she they do. was right. They do. crosses. She was right. So, during church one day, Christine actually confronts Michael and Marie in front of the entire church service. Like That's how you do it. That's how you What's up, Christine? She accused him of cheating on her, blah, blah, blah. Um, Michael became really pissed off during this time and actually attacked Christine verbally in front of everyone. But after this was over, the congregation later forgave him for his behavior, saying that, like, it was just a bad moment. Even though, like, there's this brawl happening in fucking church. It's all about forgiveness. Right. (laughs) Forgiveness (laughs) is more than saying sorry. (laughs) All right. <laughs> so, as time would go on, Michael's behavior, believe it or not, worsened. Uh, local ministers actually would gather together to talk about delivering an exorcism to Michael and getting rid of the numerous demons that were living within him. So, by now, he's like, I've got demons in me. I, I got demons running all through me. And all these local ministers from neighboring towns, they get together and they're like, he's got demons. So, they all <laughs> You decide, make it sound like a disease. He's got the case of the demons. You better do cocaine about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they all got together and they decided to do the exorcism. Now, I don't know if the Vatican actually went ahead with this exorcism. Mm, I'm going to go with, since I know the rest of the story, I'm going to go with no. Probably not. (laughs) Because knowing the end of the story, I wouldn't want my fucking name anywhere near this guy. No. No way. So... This exorcism actually took place between, or sorry, from October 5th through October 6th of 1974 at St. Thomas Church in Ganber. Ganber? I don't matter. I scribbled it. Gauber? Walberg. Either way. Um, it, was he- it was headed by Father Peter Vincent and aided by a Methodist clergyman named Reverend Raymond Smith. So, now they're going to do this exorcism on Michael Get rid of all them demons. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to reports from the actual exorcism, quote, 
In an all-night ceremony, we invoke and cast out at least 40 demons, including those called incest, bestiality, blasphemy, and lewdness. At the end, everyone was exhausted, so we left. Taylor, uh, we left Taylor to go home with the remaining three demons left inside of him. The last three demons that he had in him were called insanity, murder, and violence. You don't say. End quote. So the wife, Christine, at this time, when all this is going on, the well, exorcism is about to be done. If what? he had all those demons in him, and you're going to call them this, like incest, murder, insanity, you exercise. Those are emotions. Well, you <laughs> exercise out. Or you left the three worst ones. Yeah. Like if I had to classify all that shit. Uh, yeah, insanity, murder, and violence. Yeah. Like I'd get those three uh, out first. Those are number boom, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. And they're like, whew, man, I, I am done. tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, uh, murder, violence, and insanity. We're going to let you guys chill for a little we'll bit. We'll be back we'll, tomorrow. We'll be right back. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, we've got to rest up a little bit, change out the holy water, polish up the old crucifix, but we're coming back. Um, <laughs> and we're going time, to exercise those demons. Exercise the demons. So we'll see you tomorrow. Same same time. Just be on your best behavior. Yeah, we'll see you later. 24 hours is all you got to do. Well, just not even that. Like, just let yeah. us go home and get a couple naps in, you know. It's going to be fine. So, during this time, when they're, like, exhausted and just, you know, they're going to leave all these demons with them. They got rid of 37, <laughs> but you leave at 3. So, the wife, Christine, said that during this exorcism, God spoke to her. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? I have a, a couple of friends... That have actually said the exact same thing. That they've actually told me, like, Fallon, God spoke to me. And I'm like, well, yeah. What was that like? Because yeah. I've never heard from him. I've prayed and whatever, but I'm, I've never, I don't talk to God. Um, I will, though, if he's got something to say. I mean, you know? if he has something to say, he, <laughs> yeah. he probably did say something. You just can't hear him. I can't hear. I know. I have horrible hearing. Um, so... Christine actually relayed the message from God to the um, to Reverend whatever his name was, to which they decided to get some rest before continuing. Now, wh- okay, this is what God told her. Now, let me ask you. This if, part is weird. If God told someone this afterwards, would you be like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and nap on it. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, right? Text me. Like, this is what God told her. Michael's demon of murder is going to kill me today. Rid him of these demons before you go. End quote. And they're like, now we're going to nap on it. Insanity, murder, violence. Yeah. You're all right. Um, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll figure this one out yeah, later. So they're like, we'll just, we'll just, uh, just later. Okay. Just like give us a couple uh, hours. I mean, it is weird that that's what God told her. <laughs> It's weird that Compared God told to what's that. about to happen to yeah. him. So they all leave, you know, the clergyman, the reverend, uh, the priest, everybody else who was there, just, they left to go get some rest. Well, the second they fucking left, graphic warning, this is the ending that you all fucking waited for. When they left, Michael attacked Christine. Hold on. Like, when they left and... What she means is, like, almost immediately like, after they left. Yeah, their like this, their gravel even, is still poofed up in the driveway from the, them pulling there away. There wasn't even 30 minutes. It was like... They shut the door, <laughs> and insanity, murder, and violence are like, let's go! <laughs> and they all put their hands yeah. together in a pile, and they're like, 
violence, insanity, murder. I was thinking more like a football huddle where they're just kind of down, go, like, go, at the go. like, break. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So insanity, violence, and murder get together and they're like, all right, it's time. So Michael attacks his wife, Christine, with his bare fucking hands. Okay, keep in mind this whole time, he's never using any weapon at all. These are this motherfucker's hands. Yeah. His hands, okay? He, warning, <laughs> Michael gouged out her eyes and removed them from their sockets with his fingers. After that, he ripped out her tongue, again, using his bare hands, and peeled the skin off of her face using only his fingers and his teeth. So he just like gnawed at her face and then got a little bit going. He pretty much and attacked her like an animal. He ripped her face off with his hands and teeth. Yeah. Then, he, uh, this is bad. I mean, this is, it's, it's all bad. Then he took their French poodle. He strangled her. And then he, again, with his hands, tore her from limb to limb. Literally pulled her legs out of her body, yeah. ripped her head off with his hands, pulled the tail off, pulled the paw. He dismembered this poodle with his fucking hands. Like, what did the poodle ever do? It Maybe it was in his way. Dogs do nothing but show love. So, after all that happened, uh, Michael was later found by a police officer covered in blood in his home, surrounded by the legs and head of the dead poodle and the skin, eyes, and tongue of his wife. So See, they, I they, read something different. They found him. He was naked, covered in blood, out in front of the house, like on the street. And they drove up on him. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I read that part. Either way, he was found. And in my account, he was found in his home, surrounded by the legs and head of the dead poodle, with the skin, eyes, and tongue of his wife, just like on the floor. Michael says he has no memory of this. Police had to undergo intense therapy after they discovered him because they just they've never seen anything like this like is that even possible mm -hmm. you know uh so michael actually spent two years in a medical facility and then two more additional years in a low security mental ward in bradford england before being released so michael served four years total for this murder which is what it was in 1978 he was released as a free man the case gained significant publicity in the area. In July of 2005, Taylor was again in trouble for the indecent touching of a teenage girl. He was 62 at that time. He was sent to prison for two weeks for that crime of indecently touching a, a teenager and attempted suicide four times but failed. He began having strange behavior that was very similar to the behavior he had noted in 1974. He was... Hold on, what did I write? Uh... Unable to use previous... Okay, yeah. he was. They were unable to use his previous court documents from the murder mm -hmm. of his wife. Um, so they couldn't keep him in prison longer because they were just like, yeah, you killed your wife, you served your, your, your time, whatever. Um, he was reordered to a psychiatric treatment facility. But since then, no, no exorcism has ever been performed at all by any... And I no, I spelled this thing wrong. By any church in town, pretty much. Like, that yeah. was the last exorcism. He, since then, had gotten three years of community service, and he is alive and well today in England at the ripe old age of 76 years old. And that is my story of the possession of Michael Taylor. Yeah.
So I just want to throw in here, this is where it's like, who's, here's the ending to mine. He did all that. Uh-huh. And then he got naked, covered in blood, just walking the streets, mm-hmm. screaming at the top of his lungs that it's the blood of Satan. And a patrol car just so happened to drive by and see this guy. I'm like, mm. what the fuck? Found out who it was, went to the house, stumbled across this, like, holy shit. So to me... That makes more sense. That's what I had researched. But to me, uh, he's crazy. Yeah. This ain't demons. No, this ain't demons. (laughs) You had a psychotic break. Because, look, what he did to his wife and dog is very fucking gruesome. But we've also told numerous stories of people doing... Some similar esque yeah, shit. I guess the I guess are, my question is like, but the, my point is they're not possessed. They weren't possessed, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. We we talk about murder all the time, <laughs> and it's like some of the things we've talked about. The things that these people have done to their victims is disgusting yeah. and just like gut wrenching. But no one's talking about how they're possessed. What they are talking about is uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Same with this guy. Yeah. This ain't the fucking demons. It's not the demon of murder. Like, God didn't tell you that he's about to kill you. No, this guy should have been medicated and locked up. For a while, yeah. And I have a question. Like, whatever happened to insanity, murder, and violence? Did they just do what they had to do and then leave? Like, did they ever get exercise? Are they still in him? You know? Well, he was acting weird in jail. I mean, maybe. But now he's fine. He never got another exorcism after that, so what the fuck happened? Well, no one did. Yeah, they all I, do. I, I know. That's crazy. So it's like, you left the three demons in there, and then he went on this rampage. He got locked up. He acted kind of weird in prison, tried to kill himself a few times, failed at it. Which, another thing, if a demon is inside of you, you're not going to fail at killing yourself. Yeah. The demons want to kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he just got out, and he's fine? No. No. I can't believe he he only got four years. He's probably away. fine now because he's probably like on some sort of antipsychotics that he clearly needed he to be on. He did a long time ago. <clears throat> that's it's, what I'm saying. Like the whole Annalise Michelle thing. Uh, that's the one story where I'm like, man, I don't know because I've heard the tapes. I've, I've heard, heard the tapes ex- too. But... I've heard the exorcism tapes. We played them on our first episode. It it. I have never heard. And I I, I the job I used to have. I used to work with people who had schizophrenia multiple personality disorder, you know, I've, I've seen some wild things and heard some really wild things before, but the way that her voice gets growly, ah, I've I mean, never... it could also just be hoaxes. I'm a skeptic. That's why it sounds like I'm just negative and shitty right now, but I'm just really skeptical of all this stuff. Even, I love listening to ghost stories mm-hmm. that people have. But uh, I'm pretty skeptical of those, too. Like, I just can't. You don't just immediately go to fucking ghost. Fucking ghost. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't. Because a lot of people do. And unfortunately, like, when you... If you can get your case to the Vatican, like, it's, I thought, it's not like you can just write a letter and be like, hey, I'm coming over. Can you review this case? Like, lots of priests have to see it and, you know, basically check off all the... Necessities of an actual demon rather than a mental... And that's why you don't ever hear of a lot of exorcisms because they don't make it that far. Now you got that guy hitting people with a coat. He's like, oh... I forget what it's called, but there's this guy that just... 
That's all he does is exorcisms, and you line up to get one, and it's so ridiculous. But he's more that's like, like church. Like I don't know how much. <laughs> what? Fuck it. I'm just going to say things. It, it's to me. It's I'm not anti-religion or nothing. Like I'm not bashing on anyone. But the guy with the jacket and stuff. It remind like the if I'm doing more dissociation, the next thing that comes to my head is Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like you do this show to manipulate others. These people, right? Then I'm not even going to say weak-minded people, but they're they're people looking for uh, resolution. Like they're looking for they're something looking to for, believe in. They're yeah, a safe place. They want to know so, that their life matters. It's not that they're weak-minded. It's just they're easy. They need something. They're trying to fill something here. And then you got this guy that can just manipulate that situation. And it's easier to prey on them. Mm-hmm. Because, and to me, that's the Coke guy. To me, that's Jim Jones. To me, it's the church. It's the Vatican or whatever. Like these, I'm not into this possession thing. Like you don't hear about them a lot now. But, yeah, they have to have, they have to check these boxes and make sure it's a demon or not. How the fuck do they not know it's a mental illness? How, what box are you well, checking? That's, that's the thing is, like, I will stand up for the Catholic Church. They, they go through all of they that. They go and observe you, right? They, like, let's say I called St. Francis right now. And I was like, hey, Michelle is fucking whack. Like, she's, she's fucking possessed. Yeah. They're going to send Father whoever. To watch me. To, to like, meet you. Yeah. If he thinks that, yeah, there's something going on here, he's probably going to tell a buddy, and then it works its way up. So I forget if it's, like, bishop and then cardinal and then you go to the pope. But right. Like you, once you get to the Vatican, all that other bullshit's already been taken care of. It's and still then, not explaining things for no, me. No, 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 listen. You've been checked out by a doctor. Does the church make you go get checked out by a doctor? Yes, yes. Like, you get checked out by a doctor... You get checked out by priests. They you have prayer, like they pray over you. They make sure, like, to see if you have reactions to certain things. You know, holy water, crucifixes, the word Jesus, like anything like that. Supposedly, just the name Jesus Christ alone is supposed to send ten thousand demons to flight. Jeff told me that, <clears throat> but great, like if to flight where? Where are they going? They're going back to hell. Oh. So I had to, so every time I get mad at work, I'm like, Jesus Christ! You just 10,000 demons 10, are just gone. Yeah. Okay. And angels aren't Man. the, like, angels are more like, um, well, that's, that's a different story. But, uh, yeah, so before it gets to the Vatican, pretty much when it gets to the Vatican, they're just like, look, here's a buttload of evidence that, that Michelle needs an exorcism. Will you let me do this? And they go through everything, and sometimes they're like, no, she's fine. She'll figure it out. And then, oh. and then other times they're like, oh, God, you know, well, did you try this? Yes. Okay, then, yeah, let's let's get together. Right. You changed my mind. They actually have, like, like, if you were to go to school to become a priest, like, you, there are special classes for people, for men in the Catholic Church who just want to, or not even want, who are kind of forced to be in charge of exorcisms. I mean, like, you made me a believer now. Did I really? No. <laughs> well, I know. I, I, that's, that's what's crazy is like, that's what I was taught growing up. But like, I don't believe in possession. I believe that if you have enough faith and you believe you have something going on within you, then yes, you probably do. But it's also time to go get a DNA swab and see, you know, 
what medications are good for your body, which ones are not. See if you're deficient in vitamins or any kind of chemicals. Get that science part down, and then we'll talk about Check the Check your next EMF step. readings in your house. Well, that's part of, you know, the exorcism and the ghost hunting stuff. That's not ghost hunting. No, that's not ghost hunting. That's fucking science. <laughs> no, oh, I, I thought you meant uh, EMF for, like, a spirit demon. No, like, if you have high EMF readings in your house from, like, electrical, like yeah. electrical wiring not being wired properly mm-hmm. and it gives off enough mm-hmm. it will make you crazy yeah like scientifically like it'll make you paranoid it'll make you think of so people we'll watching you and mold. shit like that like we should do an episode on like just ghost hunting like all yeah. the shit that we've experienced all the stuff that we've learned you know because i i gotta tell you i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not I, buying look, any of there's this a, there's a it's a shame we don't have enough time it's literally yeah. it's super quick but I'm going to do um, the next super quick episode on a place called Whispers Estate. And it is said to be like a guaranteed experience. Like if you go there, there are so many ghosts. You're going to oh, see come them. Come on. Them. Bobby Mackey's guaranteed it too. Bobby Mackey's can suck and a dick. <laughs> we paid $400 for nothing. To stay the night. Literally the night after Ghost Adventures. So if you guys have ever seen the Ghost Adventures episode of Bobby Mackey's, we were there the next night. Like, they walked out of the door, we walked in, and we did the same exact kind of investigation, if not even more depth, because, like, Brody got in that fucking well and was, like, you know, provoking... Like, we were provoking the shit out of everything. Nothing happened. Like, the well, place has a All I know is shop. if something does happen, it's going to kick our ass. Oh, I know. All this stuff, like, <laughs> just, I'm just, just kidding. You're just standing outside a right hook out of nowhere. <laughs> like, someone's going to kick our ass. Well, and it's going to be a ghost from the Whispers of State, because I think we should go up there sometime. I'm it's not that not. far from here. It's in it's in Mitchell, Indiana. Look, we've explored so many things. This I've, is a guaranteed I, place. I've tried and tried and tried, and nothing happens. Look, they have a full staff. And you, uh, you want to know why it's called the Whispers of State? I mean, how about you just tell me when we do a Whisper State episode? Because the ghosts. Leave it a mystery. Because they whisper. Of course they fucking do. They don't have enough energy to go, hey! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Did you see that meme? I'm like, why are all these ghosts from like the 1800s? Like, where's like 2007? Where it's like, it's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Yeah, because it's bullshit. And someone else brought up a good question. Like, Dinosaurs are no longer here. Where are all the dinosaurs? I know. Ghosts? Me and Josh are talking about the Velociraptor ghosts. Yeah, like where are they at? Just coming out like, <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> now that's terrifying. Yeah. Now that uh. shit that happened a few weeks ago on my death, that was weird. Like we have had weird shit happen, but it's so I can't I can't explain it. But when I'm I sit not, here and yeah. say like, yeah, there was a ghost on my desk, probably not. Anyway, but some shit happened. I'm tired of talking about this because that's how bullshit it is. Ugh. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. Oh, but hold on, before you tune in, Do next time. State. <laughs> thanks for listening. And try to change our minds. If you have Ooh. a fucking picture or a video clip of something or just a story that can be verified, uh, we would love to hear it. Because I'm always, I'm that meme of that person that's like holding up a sign that says some complete bullshit. And he's like, change my mind. Yeah. Like, that's me. I want to hear it. I want to see it. Because I'm not a firm, like, I won't stand firm on this. Like, if right. someone can change my mind, then I'll, yeah. Look, if you do have an experience to share, we 
we'll definitely play like read it out loud over the podcast if you want us to but if you want to remain anonymous let us know ahead of time but yeah i want to hear these ghost stories i want to hear their experiences are you a believer and if so why prove it yeah don't write in with some bullshit story like we want verified <laughs> shit because maybe, I've heard... Maybe send some pictures. Or... I've heard plenty of these stories. Mm-hmm. Like the last place we went to investigate is because demons. Do you remember? It was... I'm not going to mention any names, but it was a very evil spirit and demons, like poltergeist shit. And we get there and oh, like yeah. a fucking gerbil in yeah. the cage that was yeah. making a squeaky noise. And she's like, do you hear that? I'm like, yeah. It's your gerbil. Yeah. That's like um, Waverly yeah. when I went there and they were like... See that ghost? Or see, uh, yeah. Do you see that shadow person? I'm like, that's just my shadow. And he's like, no, it's a shadow person ghost. And I was like dancing to make my shadow move. And I was like, see, that's just my shadow, bro. And he's like, oh no, no. There's a lot of shadow people or whatever on this floor. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, it's Waverly. You don't need to make me afraid of my own shadow. This place already scares the fuck out of me. Just let me be. Yeah. Let me walk around. Poke around to add some shit. Now, I did get a couple really cool pictures from there, but yeah, fuck. I mean, well, I wouldn't say fuck Waverly. I do want to go back there, but I want to go to the house in front of Waverly again, which yeah. we already talked about. But yeah, point being, we're straying off. Thanks Give us legit listening. stories. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can email it at Dead Academy Podcast, or you can send like a message through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. They all have DMs. Yeah. So. Get a hold of us somehow. But however you want to fucking reach out, I'll, I'm willing to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Here's off to a roaring 2020. Hey, that's fine. All so, right. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Later. Yeah. It's oh, it doesn't